Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. Fox Racing has some of the best protective and stylish clothes and outerwear as far as motocross gear, outerwear, on the track, off the track, you know they have some of the best looking stuff and it's also going to function better than anything else on the market. Uh, They just came out in the last year with a brand new uh, mid-level boot as far as uh, price point. They have the new Motion boot which offers uh, a ton of great protection as well as some um, connectivity material that's going to help you grip the motorcycle and they also came out with a brand new V1 which is their entry-level helmet Um, but it's got a ton of safety technology in that helmet Uh, and honestly the Fox gives you three amazing options, whether it's the V1, the V2, or the V3, or even their fourth edition, which is the V3 uh, RS, which is a great helmet on top of that. Go figure out which helmet is works best for you. Uh, go off of fit. Don't 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 buy a helmet because you the like you like the way it looks or the the optics of it. Find a helmet that fits you well, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna be able to find that with our friends over at Fox Racing Canada. I also want to remind everybody that uh, Big MX Radio is also brought to you by Guts Racing. Uh, Andy Gregg at Guts Racing, great guy, uh, great conversations with him uh, throughout the off-season as we are getting ready for this season. And uh, I think you guys can save some money if you you contact Guts Racing and uh, mention Big MX Radio. Uh, And same goes for WUSA. Uh, After speaking with John Anderson a couple weeks ago, about the Big MX Radio podcast, he let me know that every time that you guys mention Big MX Radio when ordering a set of wheels, you're going to save uh, 15%, which on a brand new set of wheels could be a couple of hundred dollars, so uh, that's pretty cool, as well as you're going to save some money on um, going out and getting uh, some wheels rebuilt from their stock hubs. They also do that. They also do vintage wheels and stuff like that as well. Uh, and Phoenix Handlebars, also with us, Big MX 15 saves you 15% at Big MX at phoenixhandlebars.com. So, uh, yeah, this interview today with Josh Cartwright, great kid, great guy, um, great, like, great privateer within the sport, works super hard. He's got that 9-to-5 job. He's uh, he, he's educated young man who also knows how to go pretty damn fast on two wheels. So we'll throw it to that, that interview right now here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. Go to the website, memorize the catalog, and then head to your local dealer and get fitted head to toe. I am your host, Brad Gephardt. With us on the line, we have repeat offender on the podcast, I believe his third time on the show, and privateer superstar goes by the name of Josh Cartwright. Josh, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm always happy to come on this. Y'all are great people, and I love doing it. Yeah, I appreciate that, my friend. We try and do our best over here to cover the sport and uh, and get the interviews that people are looking for. And you yourself are a very interesting um, athlete within the sport, highly skilled, but also highly educated, uh, somebody who uh, is able to uh, be very productive uh, 9 to 5 and everything else in between, and also uh, race under the lights of Supercross. Uh, for those who aren't um, like just not super well versed in everything, Josh Cartwright, give us a little bit of the rundown before we talk about what you got cooking for 2023. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this year, and yeah, as you just said, I uh, was educated throughout my whole life. I went to college. Uh, as a lot of my 
a lot of my pro career and then I had two years off and then now I work as a full-time employee for UT Dallas or UT systems, uh, for the university of Texas schools where that's the IT department. And, uh, I work here in Texas, Fort Worth, but that's not going to stop me from racing. School didn't stop me. So neither is this. I love this sport too much not to race. Uh, I will always race as long as possible. So this year I was able to put together a really good program with some really great people uh, that we're going to do all 17 rounds on the 450. No doubt. So we are currently uh, 18 days out of Anaheim 1, uh, racing the 450 class, no joke whatsoever. You're going to balance everything like the ball on the end of a, of a seal's nose all season long on top of a very rigorous schedule on top of that. So uh, who's making it happen for you? It sounds like, uh, at the very least, the transportation costs are uh, going to be shared with the uh, the Mad Parks guys and uh, Bubba Polly. It is. Yeah, Bubba, he definitely, we unfortunately split ways for the team-wise for this year, but he told me that if I ever need anything, if I quit, wasn't able to get on another team, uh, definitely hit him up because he wanted to help out. And I liked their program, just their vibes and everyone that was around it. So I wanted to stick with them. So I was able to put together my own program. Uh, we have Psychic Motorsports coming in uh, this year for me for the title sponsor. They, I got to know uh, Awa Johnson uh, that uh, that was working with Namura Technologies, and last year was Bubba's team. And this year, I called her to see if she was interested in doing something, and she said she has a sister company that she wanted to uh, get promoting and everything like that. So we were able to help out with that. They they offer a lot of parts and accessories for a lot of the mo- motocross models. They have pit bike shocks, uh, drive components such as clutch discs, uh, different things that you can uh, go to online, Psychic Motorsport, and just check out, and uh, cylinders. There's all types of distributing parts that they go through. They put together this program. It was a big part of it, but uh, three others that really are a big part of it is T3 Civil Link with the Branham family, Ronnie Prado with Ronnie Prado Company, and also Christy Petit that Harner family jumped on board with me. Those three were big helps that I couldn't, that I couldn't do this without. And then there's tons of other people that I have a long list, obviously FXR gear, LS2 helmets. But other than that, there's a list that I just go to my Instagram and check everyone out because without them, this program would not be possible. Certainly not. Relationships uh, in business, whether you're racing or, uh, or trying to put together an ad campaign are absolutely vital and I think that's probably something that you, especially as privateers, have uh, come to understand better than maybe any other racer. Like the the, the factory superstars aren't exactly uh, uh, lining things up as far as contract wise on sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, that's either to an agent or the team that they ride for. Um, like, how important is it for you to be able to cultivate good relationships, consistent relationships with uh, clean lines of communication year over year to make sure that uh, you're fulfilling your side of the deal and the companies that you work with are happy with the exposure you're able to get them? And uh, that's been something that you've been able to cultivate year over year. And and honestly, like, there hasn't been a, t- a lot of companies that have sort of, like, fallen off of your program. If anything, you just sort of add them year over year uh, or are able to sort of expand that. Talk to us a little bit about uh, sort of cultivating those in- those relationships and keeping those things warm. Yeah, that 
keeping relationships in this sport is a huge thing. Uh, a lot of rookies that come in, they always ask what's the key, and I just tell them, guys, talk to your sponsors, get to know them, become their friends. Like they're good people that uh, that love to help this sport, and that's what's going to get you to the next the next race. Uh, and don't burn bridges. Like a lot of these people I've seen in this sport. They just get their stuff that they need from them that year, and then it's like, eh, okay, I'm done with you, and stop talking to them or just kind of screw them over and just go to another company without even telling them. I'm like, guys, be respectful. Like, if you're going to go to another company, tell them, call them, show them the respect that they showed you, and tell them you're going to go somewhere else. So I think just that type of mentality and just respect, it really helped me going forward with everyone. Yeah, I I think I, I really don't can't think of anyone that I have a bad rep with just because I've been able to talk to them and say hi every time I see them. And that's what I am. That's, that's who I am. I like to say hi to people and just keep relationships because in this sport, it's such a small industry that, especially in the privateer world, that a lot, you never know when you're going to have to come back to those people. So always keep the relationship strong. Yeah. Amen, man. Like this, this really, this, this industry is too small to uh, to burn bridges once you've left somewhere like obviously uh, through uh, dip riding for different teams and stuff like that like or, or being offered opportunities where hey like you can come ride for our team but you're gonna have to ride wear different gear and stuff like that like rather than just being like yep yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm riding for that team and then just texting the, your your rep from another brand saying hey can't run your stuff anymore sorry um there there's a different way of going about that and there there's there's you can be a little bit more delicate and you can be a little bit more uh, respectful as far as like hey um i have this opportunity to go ride for this other like this other establishment uh unfortunately i won't be able to take you with me um but know that i appreciate your efforts to this point and uh, if we can work together in the future i'd like to continue to help build your brand and i think that goes a lot of, a long way with companies especially in the fact that there's a lot of opportunities that uh, that kind of get missed in situations like that where people feel like they get burned and stuff like that. And being able to um, cultivate those relationships, stay warm with those people, and uh, and know that uh, the, their support w- is appreciated and will be appreciated in the future if you guys are able to work together again. Exactly. That's. I mean, that you nailed it on the head right there. Uh, everyone that I have worked with, they – all had a part in getting to me where I am today. Every team I have had, every, every sponsor, I wouldn't be here without them. So I, it couldn't have been a better way to just say thank you to everyone and keep that relationship. For sure. So uh, when it comes to uh, motorcycles, uh, I know personally that it's it's not uncommon for a lot of privateers to run uh, uh, a 2021, 2022, or the current model. Uh, and sometimes that goes through the dealership, right? like basically being gifted or allowed to uh, use a demo bike for Supercross uh, for that season. And then it gets stripped down for the parts and, and then sold. Sometimes bikes are bought, bought on uh, on financing, uh, decked out in all of the aftermarket equipment, and then sold afterwards. Um, if you if if you're willing to, to sort of divulge that information as as to how your program works uh, through riding Kawasaki's, like uh, what's what's your um, program look like as far as securing a motorcycle, a practice bike, and and how that sort of works week to week and year to year. Yeah, so like this year is my first year since I think 2017 since I haven't been on a team where I was supplied the bike. Uh, so I definitely had to think about what my plan was. But 
last year on Bubba's team, I got a good contact with uh, Jonesboro Cycle in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We, I got to meet them. I got to see their shop and everything, and I kept the relationship really well uh, with everyone there. So I decided that I really wanted to stick with them. And a big thing is for them, they are an hour and a half from my hometown in Memphis, Tennessee, so it's perfect. But they uh, helped me out with bikes. Um, I'm, they gave me a really good price on them. Uh, I, I own a bike right now, so I was able to sell my, my summer bike and just use that money to buy one of them. And then I'm just financing the other one. And then once we get to the end of the season, I will sell the bike as is, kind of just with all the nice parts on it. And that will help cover the cost of paying it off and everything like that. But Jonesboro, they have been a huge help for me. They gave me great price on bikes. They also own Mad Parts. Uh, it's kind of like distributor wear, like, kind of like sim- similar to like motorsport and all that, but even better. Uh, you just go and uh, get a lot of OEM parts and stuff like that. So they have helped me a lot when it comes to just needing to order little parts for my bike. So I can't thank them enough. And Jonesboro Cycle is building a huge, huge shop in Jonesboro. I, this place looks like an Amazon fact warehouse. It's unreal. You, every, It's going to have a restaurant in it. It's going to have a parts department. It's, it's unreal. Everyone needs to go check it out. But that's my program for this year. Uh, for bike-wise. And Kawasaki's, I just love the bike. Uh, Bubba's team is on the Kawasaki's as well. Uh, they have good contingency, and the bike is amazing, so it all works out. That's certainly weird. And, and you're familiar with the brand. Obviously, you've been on them for quite some time. In fact, all the way back to your PRMX days coming up and, and racing some uh, some Canadian arena crosses and stuff like that. Uh, have you been able to, uh, to, to ride green? In fact, I, I can't remember. I think the last time I saw you on... Uh, anything other than green was maybe your blue buffalo days. Uh, the I, were, were you on that team with Benny Bloss? Uh, so I was on it the year before Benny. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been on Yamaha since like 2014 up until okay. the PRMX days. I was um, on a couple different teams with Yamaha, blue buffalo, and then I went to EBR uh, and then 3D racing, and then also again with EBR the next year, and then I was able to come to PRMX. Yeah, I love the Yamahas, but uh, it was time to make a change to go to the, a big team. Julian from PRMX, uh, same kind of the same thing there with like the relationships thing. Uh, we ended it very well. I wasn't able to go to South of the Boulder that first when I wasn't able to ride for him last year. So right. we had to part ways. But he he is one who gave me a chance uh, for my 450 career. He brought me up to Canada, let me live at his house, race the nationals, race the Supercross races up there. He was a big help in all of that. So just that alone started my 450 career and helped me get a pretty good name as well when it comes to all of that. It It's really kind of crazy when you, you think about some of the, the careers within the sport, whether it's a, a factory guy or a privateer, anyone who spends time chasing the dream and, and participating in the sport that they love and they've worked so hard for is like all the steps along the way that, contribute towards uh, a career like yours like yeah I and mean, you're, you're still in the, mid, the midst of yours but if, if you just think of all of the different uh, things that have to come together the deals the um, the, the meetings the the initial points of contact that create those types of things it's, it's, it's actually like quite remarkable to think of all the different teams that you've ridden for 
Um, and honestly, there's other guys that have even longer lists than yours, but um, just like year to year, making things work, finding a way to go to the races, put your best foot forward. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that like I, I first talked to Julian back in 2014 when he was just a, a small website out of Quebec selling uh, a couple of like strict gear and some, some bolt-on parts and stuff like that. Some HGS uh, like uh, exhaust systems and stuff like that. That was, and then he's d- developed the the race team into what it is today. Um, it, it's honestly, it's, it's incredible to think of. Yeah, it's he is he was a big help for me, and uh, the stories he told me just from when he started the team, and he had his own shop, and then it ended up getting broken into, and it was just all this crazy stuff he's gone through, and I I got to see him work. And right in front of me, that's how he works with the team and everything. Cause I lived with him for all summer for two summers in a row. So I got to see how hard he works and how much he just loves the sport. Uh, this sport is brutal when trying to build a team, especially when you don't have the factory support, when you ha- don't have millions of dollars from the factory coming in and you have to bring every single sponsor. So I see how hard he works to find money and everything. And he's built it into a really good team. And that's kind of how I see Bubba doing the exact same thing. He built his team about, I think, four or five years ago or so, just kind of for him. And look at him now. He's kind of got the big name riders. Got Freddie Norn on the team this year, and he's got John Short and him as well. So he's building his way up the exact same way. So I would, in the next few years, I could see him being in a semi and being even bigger than he is today. There you go, man. Yeah, it's just it's 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 incredible to see the journey and the humble beginnings that uh, a lot of situations start in, and that, how they sort of rise to stardom. So, um, this particular year coming up, uh, we look to progress every single year. We look to have like new personal bests. Um, but I ask you this: What needs to happen in 2023 for Josh Cartwright to uh, to to finish off the series in Supercross and look back on it and say? Like we did good. We, we, we achieved what we came here to do. Um, I, for me, I really think it's going to be my endurance. I think, uh, I really think I took a big step last year. I think last year was probably my best year speed wise. Uh, I was definitely up with the big names. Like on round one, I was, I think Moland, a factory Red Bull rider was too ahead of me or like a couple times. And I even was able to beat, some of those type of riders in practice with my speed and time qualifying. So, but when it came to the races, I wasn't able to put that speed in for 15 plus one lap. So this year I really need to focus on getting my speed up the whole entire moto and knowing also that that's where I'm supposed to be having that confidence saying, Hey, you're not a 25 to 30 rider. You are a main event guy. You are a top 15 guy get your butt up there in the start and figure it out. Just like how I did in Detroit. I got the whole shot. I led for a lap and I was able to finish, I think fourth or fifth in that, I think fourth or something like that in that heat race. Um, I just need to keep telling me that myself that. And once I am able to do that, and I think my 450 career is going to take off this year because the two years I did 450, uh, 2020 with Julian, uh, I felt pretty good, but I got hurt in the middle of the year. And then in 2021, I made a change to go train at MTF, uh, Millsap Strength Facility, and it changed my program completely. They fixed a lot of my technique. My speed was 
unbelievable that year. I was so excited for that 450 season, and I ended up breaking my ankle a week before A1. It was a huge letdown. So I think last year was I was able to show that speed that I was that created at MTF, and I think this year putting it all together, focusing, making it all 17 rounds, being healthy, I think that will put the icing on the cake. Fair enough. Well, hopefully you're able to achieve exactly that. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll definitely uh, catch up with you and keep up a little bit along the way. 17 rounds is no joke. Racing in the 450 class with all the big boys. Um, yeah, you got to stay healthy. You got to stay consistent. You got to bring some speed along with that. Um, so with that, I ask you this next question is, what does Josh Cartwright still work on? Obviously, you want to drop those lap times as low as possible. Get into the get into the uh, the night show, uh, and then uh, from there, good qualifying, good starts, and everything else in between. But when it comes to uh, to training and and on the bike, like technique wise and stuff like that, what do you still work on when uh, um, guys like John Short aren't borrowing your motorcycle? <laughs> um, yeah, so. A uh, big thing for me, what a lot of people have seen, you can tell from my photos, you can tell from my style, there's two things I do. I ride with my elbows down, and I ride like a duck. My feet are out, and I don't grip with my feet. I oh, use, the I'm same a lot way. of upper body. Yeah, man, and that's how I broke my ankle that year. Uh, I injured my ankle, and it was just in a corner. I was cornered with my feet on the peg, my foot was too out, and it got caught, and it ripped it and broke it. Um, you know who else so is bad for that is Plessinger. Like, I, really? Ple, Plessinger looks like he's, like, line dancing half the time. He's got, like, one leg, like, just, like, <laughs> like he's, he's he, like, his his right foot is, like, just, like, straight pointed left. You're like, what? That's funny. Maybe it's, yeah. like, the, maybe it's, like, me and him both come back, both come from a off-road background a little. Like, we both raced the GNCCs together. We're really good friends, so I'm going to give him some crap about that. Honestly, uh, I that think that, like, so what <laughs> might contribute to it would be, like, because you guys, when you're riding off-road, a lot of it comes down to, like, sort of, like, massaging the bike with some, like, some body English of sort of, like, letting the, the bike sort of, like, slide out to the left or right and just sort of, like, staying centered but also sort of, like, allowing the bike to sort of, like, move left and right so you kind of, like, open up the hips a little bit. And I think that might have contributed to it, honestly. Yeah, it really could. Because, yeah, in woods, you just kind of let the bike do what you do. But in Supercross, you got to put those toes in. You got to grip with your knees. Like, my whole life, like, I've actually always been a pretty good whoop guy. Like, I've always been really good at whoops. But I've never gripped with my knees. And sometimes my bike end goes in. And then recently, I've been starting to trying to grip with my knees more and put my toes in. <laughs> I came off the track and I was hanging out with the guys. I'm like, "Hey guys, did y'all know that when you grip with your knees, your bike doesn't move around as much?" And they're like, "Oh uh, yeah, no crap, dude. We've been telling you that for eight years." Uh, so it's been uh, that's what I worked on today. I did stand up. I did a little bit of stand up motos. I did uh, my trainer Drew Whitehead have me do uh, feet on the peg motos, uh, front brake motos. Uh, just things to really help with technique. I think now my speed is going to come. It's going to get there. But, like, these next three weeks, I'm not going to gain, like, five seconds in a lap or whatever. It's going to come from keeping my technique and stamina. Because when you don't grip with your knees, that takes toll on your upper body and gives you arm pump. So I really need to uh, learn that more. Fair enough. Well, we're always working on things, always trying to get better. 
And uh, yeah, when we started this conversation, you were uh, uh, wrist deep in your motorcycle, getting it ready for the the opening round of Monster Energy Supercross. Uh, Anaheim one is quickly approaching. I know you're excited about it. Um, but there's there's so much pressure that gets put on Anaheim one, and then the funniest thing is is that me and everybody else who analyzes the sport, as soon as the race is done, as soon as you look at the results, you're like, wow, it's Anaheim one. Like you can't really take too much away from it because it's Anaheim one, and then so much pressure goes on it. It's literally the, the the oxymoron of the sport. Is everyone like, this is the biggest race of the year, but the results don't really matter because it's Ana- like because it's only the first race of the year, like. We, we talk out both sides of our mouth every single time. For you, when it comes to like going to this race, making something special happen, or coming away from it just healthy and able to go on to round two, what's your approach? How much pressure do you put on yourself to basically put your best foot forward for the first round of the series? Yeah, so this year, um, I really think it's going to be a good year for me because I'm not going to put as much pressure as I, I have put on myself before i definitely want to come out of a1 in the first couple rounds healthy just get to the first rounds make it to the next few rounds but i also want to make a statement especially in qualifying i want to qualify i want to show people hey i josh car has got speed and i'm here to, uh, not i'm not here to play uh, but a big thing i think is going to be uh huge for me this year is not having that pressure of kind of having a team looking at you waiting for you to do well um, I'm not like Bubba's team never did this, but you, I kind of just had it in the back of my head every time I'm on a team. Like, let's say you have a bad day, at, and the team's kind of looking at you like, "Hey, man, this isn't what we're paying you for. This is like, why are you sucking?" So this now that it's my own program, if I'm having a bad day, I can just kind of relax and be like, "Okay, Josh, just get through the day, be okay with it, just kind of get healthy or see what's going on." Like, it's not going to be as much pressure, and especially now that like I have my job and everything. I'm doing this for fun. Like, and the last time I did it on my own was in 2017. And I actually had a really good year that year. Uh, I made every single main after the second round. um, And it was just a fun year. So I think this year without as much pressure being with a group of people with the Bubba's team that I like a good vibes and just having fun with it. I think that will benefit huge for me this year. Certainly, like a little bit of pressure off your shoulders, able to just go in there and perform to the best of your ability. I think uh, that's honestly, like, honestly, that that's when every professional athlete is at his best, and we just go in there and the pressure's off and perform the way you guys know how, because like, you guys are extremely talented on two wheels, and uh, you can like just do your thing so i i certainly think you're going to be able to do exactly that um and 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 achieve the goals you've set forth my friend um like we're we're only uh a couple of weeks out from this thing like we're just over two weeks out from anaheim one you're going to be in you're going to be in california probably as early as the wednesday before the race um crunch time is on man this is a very odd time of year like when everyone else is sort of sort of like kind of like dialing back a little bit enjoying family time doing all that fun stuff uh where you're able to sort of like enjoy the christmas season that is like this is like crunch time for motocross supercross and everything else in between like it's a very like sort of when everyone else is dialing back back half a half a step like motocross racers are ramping things up it's like and like, how do you guys deal with that? 
Yeah, it's a big thing because everyone's just kind of relaxing right now, taking Christmas break. Like, it's always been like that for, like, me. Every time we go to Christmas break, all my friends are like, yeah, let's go, like, hang out and party or whatever. And I'm like, dude, Christmas break, that means no school, no work, whatever. That means I get a full week of training without any, like, distractions or anything like that. And we are just getting everything rolling. I think it's I think it's cool because it shows how much determination and how much drive us motocrossers have for this sport that we just set aside our lives for this sport. Like as everyone has said, once you ride a dirt bike and once you get into this world, you won't leave. It's hard. You can't leave. You fall in love with it too much. I'm going to be riding when I'm 80. Like it's, I just will never leave this sport. I've always said when I'm done with the sport, I want to come back into it somehow as a sponsor for a kid or manager for a team or anything like that. But I think it just shows that motocrossers have something wrong in their head, but it's a good wrong. <laughs> well, the the reason why motocross bikes have sh- such sharp pegs is that they dig in and they don't let go and uh, you're in it for life, my friend. It sounds like you've also caught the fever. So uh, with that, I'll, I'll, uh, I know you still got some bike work to do for the evening. It's getting close to, uh, to dinner time as well. So, uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up on the podcast, but I know you've got a great list of sponsors to thank as well as, uh, um, just give people a little bit of an insight as to how they can follow along with your story and how they can support. Yeah. Um, of course, just go to my Instagram, jcartwright519. You'll see Everything from there, I put a lot of my stories on there, just from work and bike work and everything. I do a lot of stuff for my bike, but yeah, just here I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this long list. I'm gonna name them all off because do every it. person in this uh, list is Psychic Motorsports. They were they are the big people. Thank you so much to them. T3 Civil Inc., uh, Ronnie Prado Company, uh, Cardinal Revenue Solutions with the Petit Family, FXR, LS2 Helmet. Mad Parts, Jonesboro Cycle, Flow Vision Goggles, Blood Lubricant, Dedicated Clothing, Top Seeker Designs, Duval Racing, Phoenix Handlebars, FMF, Pirelli Tires, Rhino Power, Atlas Brace, Coramex Suspension, Williams Motorworks, Asterix, No Toil, Recluse, Dirt Tricks, Sprockets, Fastway Pegs, Luxon Triple Clamps, OGO, Drew Whitehead with DW Performance, Matt Pennell with Pure Motion Dallas Chiropractic, uh, Polar USA, Keller Williams Realty, Big Buildings Direct, Garnet, Skills Racing, and Mototape. All those people have helped me put this program together, and I cannot thank every single one of them enough. The list just keeps growing with Josh Cartwright. Appreciate the time, man. This has been awesome. I'll let you get back to doing some bike work and uh, and probably uh, dinner. And uh, uh, like uh, You're probably going to watch the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, play hockey tonight as well as as will I but uh, this has been fun let's do this again sometime soon yeah man I'm, I'm down to get on podcast whenever uh, I love y'all's podcast so definitely hit me up thank right, you for having cool. me appreciate the time my friend do not hang up just yet but for podcast sake let's cut it off right there and there you have it my interview with Josh Cartwright uh, he's got a full season in the 450 class ahead of him. Really looking forward to seeing him at Anaheim 1. Uh, he'll be prepared, and uh, I'll be looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh, we are just over uh, two weeks out from Anaheim 1. Uh, I'm sick again for the third time in two months, which 
after almost three years without having so much as a sniffle has been honestly pretty pretty difficult to deal with. But regardless, we're popping out the podcast, getting stuff done, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll be feeling better by the weekend because it's Wednesday today, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to be sick anymore. But uh, yeah, we got some antibiotics and uh, some cold meds, and we're we're getting through it. So. Hopefully you guys have an amazing Christmas um, and uh, you're enjoying these podcasts, spending some time with family, staying warm. If you're up here in Canada, uh, maybe throw on some extra layers because it's minus 30 outside right now. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, you guys have yourselves a great rest of your your day. Support the sponsors, uh, Fox Racing Canada, WUSA, Guts Racing, Phoenix Handlebars, SKDA Graphics. And uh, if you're interested in... um, entering the Big MX Radio Pulp MX Fantasy League, you can contact me via DM. It's a $20 league, and the top 10 are going to split the pot. So that's uh, you have a good chance of uh, getting your money back on that or uh, winning some cool prizes. Every single one of our sponsors has also, also made a uh, prize available, and you don't need to be any good at the game to win one of those prizes. You just have to enter the league. So, uh, yeah, DM me about that. And also, I did get some questions or some requests to, to do some merch, and we've done exactly that um, through the link tree um, that's available on uh, on my Instagram at BigMXRadio. You can go through the link and uh, get yourself some Big MX Radio merch. And I would really appreciate it if you do, because every single bit, every single purchase helps us out and allows us to, uh, yeah, make some special things happen with the podcast. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening, and you guys have a great rest of your day.